Welcome to the Movement of Love. I am Joshua Phillips, intuitive, LGBTQ proud, empowerment, life coach, and entrepreneur. You have found the place where shit gets real and we focus on tools and strategies on how to love yourself, others, and spark the world on fire together. It is time for you to step up and show the world exactly who you are. It is time to join the Movement of Love. So welcome. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast where we are talking about romantic relationships today. Yes. Um, continuing on with the previous episode, I have my best friend, Hannah Elizabeth, with me today. We're still celebrating our nine years of friendship. and Still. Still. Still <laughs> celebrating. <laughs> and um, today I wanted to bring you or invite you into the conversation of us talking about romantic relationships yeah. Um, so, you know, we've, we've seen each other. I mean, we've been friends for uh, nine years, so we've seen each other through uh, quite a bit of different relationships, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think we, it, what's beautiful, beautiful about our relationship is what's beauty and the beast about our relationship <laughs> is that, you know, we started being friends when we were teenagers. So yes. like seeing what we classified as relationships then mm. up, up until like where we are now, where yeah. everything is like, real relationships yeah if that makes sense no it does it perfectly makes sense because you know i remember well whenever i met you i was dating this guy and i was like oh my god he's the end all be all of everything of all existence Mm -hmm. i'm gonna marry him and uh (laughs) how did that work out um i'm not marrying him uh he's married to a lovely lady and uh his family is beautiful and uh she's a very nice woman and Mm -hmm. he's very lucky to have her um, and I have the love of my life mm-hmm. uh, that I'm marrying in February. Congratulations. Thanks. 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 Now, um, so I mean like it just, but looking back on it then I was like, man, I mean, not that it, I don't, I don't want to talk badly about our relationship because it, it, it was good for what it was. And it was a very good learning experience for me. I, I appreciate what we had and, mm-hmm. um, okay. I'm able to sit back on it now and be like, okay, well, I, I did some things in that relationship that I wasn't very proud of. Okay. Um, there's a lot of things that I regret and that I wish I behaved a little bit better. Uh, sorry, cats. Uh, you know, but at the end of the day, like it was really good. It was a good experience to be able to learn and grow from. So um, there's, there's a lot of love that I look back on. So I think that about, I think that's something that we should just put out at the beginning of the episode is that the relationships we talk about in this podcast or this episode, they're all loving people. Like we all have a lot of love for each one of the Mm -hmm. people that may or may not come up or the relationships that we talk about there, but there was also so much to learn from those relationships that we can now look back and say, okay, in this moment of time, Mm -hmm. this is where I was. And now this is where I am. Yeah, exactly. So I, I, I like that you put that disclaimer in because I, again, I think it's, it's normal to look back on relationships and be like, Oh my God, this was so dumb. This was, you know, whatever it was the worst, but it's also pretty healthy to look back on it and be like, okay, cool. Well, there were two, there were two factors in this relationship. Mm-hmm. What did they do? What did I do? Can I take blame for some of it? Can I learn and grow from it? And Absolutely. It, I, it's definitely helped me in the relationship that I am now. Um, and like, so I got out of that one and I was like, um, I, I know that you're going to touch on it, but like I gave so much of myself to this person and Mm -hmm. I changed so much of who I was to fit what I thought they wanted me to be, Um, which never works, guys, in case anybody is wondering, in case anybody is in that relationship now where they're like, well, I'm going to change this to fit that person. No, like don't force yourself to change. Change will flow. And I'm not saying I haven't changed with the partner that I'm with now. I have, but it hasn't been a, oh my God, I have to change this about me or they're going to leave me. It's like, 
oh, they're very patient and they don't get mad about the littlest Mm -hmm. things. I want to be more like that. Like they inspire you to be a better version of yourself and you just, the change just kind of happens over time. Well, I think that not even just like focusing on the change, but going back to like the giving part of it, I feel like, you know, some people learn one time that, you know, if you give too much of yourself Mm -hmm. or you continue to give yourself without Mm -hmm. like refilling yourself or learning how to not give so much, Mm -hmm. um, it, you can find out, like, some people can just find out in the moment of time, okay, this is this is not for me. Yeah. I'm, on the other hand, I wasn't one of those people. Mm-hmm. So it took a few yeah. relationships or a few friendships, actually, to learn that, you know, Josh, you got to stop giving so much in such a negative way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I think that, I guess we can just go ahead and jump into, I guess, a short story of yeah, yeah, one yeah. of go my ahead. relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the biggest thing is dating an addict. Um, I never knew that. Well, I shouldn't say never. I was dating someone and he was an amazing person. Mm-hmm. He 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 would do things, he would give, he would spend time with me, like we would grow together. We were friends before we even dated. Yeah. And we were friends for a very long time, a few years before we dated. And then we decided to like invest into like the love romance or the love part of our life and dive into a new relationship. Well, when we were diving into this relationship, we were getting closer and closer. Our fun families were starting to merge. Our friendships were starting to merge that, you know, I was like, okay, maybe this is the one mm-hmm. in air quotes. And as we grew together, I started realizing that there was a lot of me giving. I was shifting my schedules. I was leaving work to go pick up this person or hang out with this person. I was falling back on my academic studies. Like, there was a lot that I was giving up personally to be in this relationship. And one time in this relationship, I remember being at work, I was a a manager and the person called me and said, Hey, I need you to come get me. Now this person could call, this person could text and I would be there in a heartbeat because this is the kind of bond or the kind of connection that we had. So I left work when I left work. um, I don't want to tell too much of his story because it is his story and it's, it's very sacred but um, there were drugs involved and there was places to, to, to go to that, you know, was an experience for myself and also an experience for him. I believe that it was life changing for the both of us. But what I learned out of it is that, you know, I would do anything and everything for this one person. And it took a long time. It took a few years for me to realize that I had to stop giving up me, my personal values, my personal desires, my personal um respect Mm -hmm. for myself and give it into someone else because I would I would do it in a heartbeat and ultimately this person is so loving and so caring and unfortunately had a battle with drugs yeah and drugs didn't win thank god like that person has changed their life around and they're doing so much better and we still keep in contact and we're still connected and I still love him dearly but the relationship between him and I going from friendship to partnership taught me that you got to stop giving up everything for yourself. Like it's a, it's a mutual bridge. Yeah. And it's, it's hard because we, you know, you, we say like, Oh, well um, I was giving everything to this person and I was leaving work and taking them places. And it's not like, um, it's not like that you can't ask your partner to do these things for you Mm -hmm. because there have been times where I've had to have my partner drop me off at work or pick me up from work because of car situations or this or that. But it's all about finding that balance and finding that, you know, it's a give and take. Yeah. It's a give and take. And so um, for me in, in that situation where I was giving a lot, 
anything that I like, I felt like anything I asked for was, um, was treated as like, how could you ask that of me? And I remember resenting this person and I didn't understand, like, I didn't understand that feeling when I had it, Mm -hmm. but looking back on it, I was like, oh, well, that's what resentment is because I resented the fact that I was changing everything. I even gave you up as a friend, but like I was changing everything about myself because I thought that's what that person Mm -hmm. wanted. Um, then I ever said, Hey Hannah, I want you to not be you and be this other person. But you know, when you're in those types of relationships, it's kind of, it's kind of like suggested, like, I really hate how you are when you hate. And it's very subtle friend. too. Yeah. So you're like, Oh, Oh, Oh yeah. I do kind of act differently with that friend. You're right. Let me, let me stop hanging out with them or whatever. And so you kind of shift away from that. And then, um, you know, it, it goes from there. So it's it's all about finding that balance, that give and take. And uh, and again, like it, it just comes with time. So if you're looking back on your relationship and you're like, man, I do a lot for my significant other. That's great. That's wonderful. If it works for you, it works for you. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying like, oh, if you do so much for them, you're being used. So it's, it's, it's hard because you have to find that balance. But Absolutely. in your situation, that was definitely um, being able to look back on it and decide that, oh, that's unhealthy. You know, I think that it's more so the the communication aspect of it, like communicating with your partner of knowing exactly when, where, how, why the relationship functions and the relationship works. In that relationship, per se, I was giving, 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 and I wasn't receiving as much as I would like to or as much as a relationship should. So I would suggest those that are listening to the episode, you know, Whatever relationships you have in your life right now, take a reflect, like reflect on them and really tune into are they, is it a give and take? Is it a balanced relationship? Or is it something that you're just giving, giving, giving and your bucket's never, never being replenished? It's never being filled again. Um, As I said earlier, that, you know, I'm one of those people that sometimes it takes a few life lessons to teach me the life lesson that I need to know. And um, so after we got out of that relationship, I took some time off, you know, to find myself. And then I ended up in two other relationships, both of them with the partners cheating. One I actually lived with and I found out that he was cheating because he called me and said, hey, I have an STD. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, I don't have one. So like, Like, what's going on? uh, How did this work out for us? Yeah. How did you get it and me not? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we went and we got tested together and it confirmed the results. Like I didn't have an STD and he did. So I'm like, so when did this happen? Mm-hmm. Well, this is also the partner that tried to force me into an open relationship mm-hmm. because he wanted to sleep with other people outside of the relationship. And, you know, ultimately I tried it. And mm-hmm. then I was like, you know, this isn't for me. And if, eventually that relationship simmered away. And I'm glad that it happened because it taught me what I wanted and what I didn't want in relationships. And then the second one, the second cheater, um, I actually was engaged to, we were long-term friends Mm -hmm. and I moved to a different city. We were starting a life together. We had an apartment and I went off to training for work for three weeks. And I found out that he's cheating when I come back and I'm like, okay, well, you know, this, this is different. Like Mm -hmm. I'm tired of attracting this type of person or these type of people in my life. So I really did. I took a long time off and I really got clear with what I wanted. And I was like, you know, I'm not going to date. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just going to have fun. I'm going to go out. I'm going to experience life, but I'm not going to date mm-hmm. people. And Lord behold. Okay. So I want to, okay. I'm glad that you mentioned that. So I was dating people and I was like, dating sucks. And all of like the older, wiser people were like, just stop looking for love. It'll come to you. And I was like, okay. 
And that's not really what I was doing. I just got to a place where I was very happy being single. And I was like, this is fun. I don't have to, you know, I don't answer to anybody. I do what I want. I don't have to, um, <laughs> I'm sorry, I have cats and they're being cats. Um, I don't have to like worry about, not even worry about another person, but when you're in a relationship, it does make your choices and what you do a little bit more difficult. Absolutely. You have to consider them. And so it was nice being single and being able to do for me and hang out with my friends and do whatever I wanted and not have to worry. And lo and behold, that's whenever I met the the guy that I'm with now. And I don't want to say that they were right because I feel like that's such cheesy, um, uh, advice like oh stop looking for it and it'll come to you but I think more or less what it is and even talking to my partner now what attracted him to me was my confidence and how I was just I am who I am there's no I'm unapologetically me and I think that when you get to that space in your life and yeah not looking for people helps you get there because you're more focused on yourself but when you get to that space in your life where you're like this is who I am. I'm great. I'm wonderful. I have my flaws, but I'm working on being a better person. And you just know who you are. You radiate your, your energy and, and people notice. No, it I absolutely take, you know, agree with yeah, that. So. Um, just, I guess, unlike the life coach side of it, um, something I tell my clients is, you know, they come to me and they're like, I can't find the love of my life. And I'm like, I can't find the love of my life. And I'm like, well, what are you looking for? Yeah. And they list all of these traits. I'm looking for a man tall, that's tall, handsome. Yeah. And it's like, but educated what and What does that built do for you, and, like, spiritually? Like, okay, he's tall, dark, and handsome, but... But not even that. Like, <clears throat> he needs to have money in his own mm, car, in his mm. own house. And I'm like, well, let's take a step back. Like, let's really look at what mm. you're trying to attract. Mm. Are you being the things that you're trying to mm. attract? Mm -hmm. And a lot of the time, the answer is no. Mm -hmm. Like, you want somebody physically fit, but you are fat. Or you're you're not working out, okay, I or feel attacked. No, I'm just <laughs> but no, like I'm not not trying to body shame no, 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 anyone. No, 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 but... of course. But it, you're right. You, like you want the opposite of what you, but you're not doing it. You're not giving it. Like I want this person to be um, accommodating to my needs, but I'm not going to accommodate their needs because yeah. it doesn't matter. No, it does. It matters. With the you know, like it has to be a give and take. And and what you're asking for in these situations is all a take mentality. Exactly. Yeah, I agree. Um, <laughs> well, I was going to say, uh, we kind of keep talking about like, uh, it puts us into a place of like, you know, knowing what you want out of a relationship and like finding who you are being in these things. So again, like, I think it's very easy for us as humans to sit back and be like, well, that relationship was trash. I wasted so much time with them, but I always look at it as like a learning experience. Like I was in this relationship. I learned a lot of things about myself, uh, which has helped me to be a better me, but also I was able to sit back and be like, okay, well, um, so if you're asking me to, uh, change the way I chew my food, that's a reasonable thing. But if you're asking me to give up my friends, that's not so reasonable. And that's not, you know, what I want out of a relationship. You I know? think that when we practice gratitude with our relationships and our friendships, that we are able to grow and achieve so much more because mm -hmm. when we're grateful and appreciate where we were or the things that we enjoy mm -hmm. or the things that we've learned or been through, we attract more greatness. Like we're able to grow, we're able to expand. So when we're looking like now, we are looking back on these relationships that we've had and we are grateful for the experience of what's the word we're grateful for the experience that we've been through yeah it's just a life experience that we're grateful for i feel like being able to sit back and uh learn who you are uh 
My cats were not this bad yesterday. I don't know what's wrong with them today. No, they just want to be on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's so, what it is. They're trying to get their minute of fame. Yeah, it's okay. Um, but, you know, like seriously, being grateful about um, what's happening and what's going on and um, what we've experienced because yeah. now it's brought us to a place of um, – it has brought us to a place of appreciation. We've learned exactly from our past relationships mm-hmm. what it is that we really enjoy – and and now since we are appreciative of those previous relationships, we know how to create things in our current relationships that are both beneficial and positive. Yeah. Um, for me in my previous relationship, I got to a point where I looked in the mirror and I didn't like recognize who I was or who was, you know, um, looking back at, you know, at me. Um, and I think that's because I gave so much of myself and changed so much, so much of myself that I became this didn't, this different person that I didn't know. Um, cheating is definitely a big thing. Um, but I think that also class, like, you know, it comes down to what do you classify as cheating? What, you know, what is, I think that, so for me, and obviously we, we, everyone have their own definition of cheating, but, and me and my partner have talked about this to me, cheating is when you are neglecting to have the conversation and doing something anyways. Mm -hmm. So for example, if my partner ever came to me and said, Hey, I want to have a threesome. And I'm like, okay, well, let's talk about it. And we talk about it and we determine that it's not something that's going to work for us. Like mm-hmm. it's not going to, it's not a win-win situation for our relationship. Mm-hmm. And then my partner goes out and have sex with someone else outside of the relationship. Then to me, that's a form of cheating because we we had the conversation, we talked about something, but we, we chose to do something anyways. Like we're not involving our partner. We're not communicating and creating expectations yeah. or the, the realm of possibility Mm-hmm. But we, we're choosing to go out and do something else. Mm-hmm. Uh, but cheating could be defined as a flirtatious person. Yeah, I think it all like so for so for me, my partner is very is very flirtatious. That's just the way that he is. He doesn't mean anything by it. Um, so like for him, like if I if he's flirting with somebody or if it's perceived as flirting, I don't take it personally. I'm not like, oh, my God, he's flirting with her. Because that's his personality to be very, and I think also like we, f- flirting is not black and white, but we try to make it black and white. Because mm-hmm. there's a lot of relationships that I, because ha- I have a lot of guy friends, and the relationships that we have together are very like close and playful. Mm-hmm. And so on the outside looking in, people are probably like, is she a hella flirt? But it's that's just our relationship. That's just our yeah. friendship. And what there's a there's a safety there, and there's a uh, an understanding between the two of us that like we're playing around, whatever. But it's not like it's, it's not flirtatious to us. It's all about the intention behind like Correct, what you're yeah. trying to create. Yeah. Are you creating a fun and exciting environment? Mm-hmm. Are you just friends, or are you trying to sleep with the person? Exactly. And I think like um, I, I think one thing that helps is is sitting back and try to be more observant and uh, observant observant. And, uh, it's O B S E R. Well, I don't know what I said before. Observe, but it's like when people say specifically instead of specifically Ugh. or Valentine's day instead of Valentine. Are we giving English day? lectures now? Is that I'm what sorry. We're doing? We, you got me on a rant about pet peeves. <laughs> anyway. Um, what was I going to say? So, you know, it's just, it's knowing your partner and knowing what their personality is like. So if I was with somebody that's not very flirtatious and all of a sudden they are being like textbook or, or, perceived as flirtatious that would make me question something like Mm -hmm. oh are they flirting with this person why are they flirting with this person you know what is it and it's also like not to act uh not to be um reactive reactive Mm -hmm. um so it's like if i see it happening not be like you know what's going on over here bitch like no it's like okay i'm seeing this i'm witnessing it let me 
kind of see what, what what's actually going on here. Don't just take uh, perception is reality to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I've learned that in the retail business, but we have to try and like what we're perceiving may not actually be the whole story, may not be the reality of it. So sometimes we have to put a pause on it. And, and just see. ask. I think and the biggest ask. thing is just ask. And if you can't have like open communication with your partner uh, is, I feel like that's a, a bad thing. Like, I feel like you should be able to have that open communication. Absolutely. Like, Hey, were you, were you, were you flirting with her? Were you talking to her? What were you? And the thing is, is you have to understand that when people, sometimes people are just, um, not made for monogamous relationships. Mm-hmm. That's great. That's not for me. That's for you. That's great. But I can't be in a monogamous, monogamous relationship with somebody who doesn't want that. But it's also like, or is this person acting out because they're needing something? Absolutely. Missing it's, something? it's a definitely deep dive communication. Yeah. Um, I think you had said something earlier about uh, having the open communication. But one, one thing I want to hit on is sometimes we ourselves, the I, isn't able to have communication with their partner because they don't understand like what's going on or yeah, what's coming yeah. up. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, I've been through therapy and I have a life coach. And I know that sometimes I get to process things with with my therapist them. or mm-hmm. my life coach so I can understand what mm-hmm. it is. And then after I can figure out what it is, then I'm able to have that conversation with my partner. So sometimes it's okay. You know, in the moment of time, you may feel some type of way, parking lot it, like realize mm-hmm. and recognize your emotions, have the conversation with whomever you need to have it with, and then have that conversation with the party at hand. So yeah. that's your partner. Now, what I will say is some of us have friendships. We have best friends like us. We have so many, but we can deeply talk about hard situations but not every situation in your relationship or my relationship do we ever come to each other and talk about because there are some things that are just sacred or um I don't want to say secret but it's just important not to like blur the lines of friendships and relationships sometimes why aren't you telling me no okay <laughs> but depending <laughs> but you know, on like the, you the situation to, yeah, you're yeah. right you have to um I feel like I feel like with you, I can tell you um, pretty much everything and, and we're safe there. Absolutely. But, I, but with other friendships, there are some things that I, I do have to kind of keep to myself. And it's not even the fact of like, I don't trust that person. It's just that I know what the natural response is. And I know that because they love me, they're going to want one thing for me. Mm-hmm. And it's not, not everything is black and white. Absolutely. Like, you know, we, we talk about our relationships being so good now. And yes, it is. It's an amazing relationship that I'm in, but it wasn't always like that. And it's not always like that. Mm-hmm. There are, there are, you know, disagreements. There are, you know, nights spent in different bedrooms and like things like that. But it's, it's all about like deciding it's, it's a constant choice that What's we're important. making to choose each mm-hmm. other and to be with each other and to work through things. And so, um, not to put anybody on blast, but one of his biggest downfalls in the relationship is communication. And I think it's because he wasn't, um, I feel like, you know, he wasn't able to uh, express himself very freely in previous Mm -hmm. relationships. It always turned into a fight or into an argument or things got turned around on him. And so a part of my job in it, in, in helping him become more communicative is to be open with what he's telling me um, and, and, and let him know that he is a safe place. Well, even you can tell me whatever, and I'm going to, on, on the outside, you know, be as understanding as humanly possible while I process it on the inside, Mm -hmm. not. Not hey, you know this, this, and that. Well, what do you mean? What do you? No, I'm not going to barrage you. I'm going to let you tell me, and the the only way that you know how, and that's fine. And I'm going to try and 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 process it, and mm-hmm. and we'll try and find an understanding there. But I mean, I think if you don't know what you're trying to tell somebody, it it, it gets lost in translation. Yeah. You get to so, figure it out first and process yeah. it. And like something I really love doing with my partner is if we're going through something and there's something that we get to talk about, I'll tell him like, mm-hmm. hey, I don't 
know how to talk about this right now or mm-hmm. hey I don't know what's really going on but let me process it let me take some time to think about it let me allow me that that opportunity to figure it out mm-hmm. for myself mm-hmm. first and then once I can we'll do it together and if it's a while and I can't really figure it out then we'll have a conversation and we'll try to piece the little puzzles together until we we know exactly what the problem is and also the solution to it one thing that I like the phrase that I love the most is I don't know how to say this in the best way. And the reason why I love that is because, you know, you could come to somebody and be like, hey, I have to tell you something really rough and it's going to come out weird, um, but don't take it bad. And automatically you're like, what's what's wrong? Yeah. Like your heart just drops. Yeah. And or, or even you're like, okay. And then anything you say after that, I'm going to take bad. Like it just, that's just my, you know, response to it. Mm-hmm. But whenever you say like, hey, I don't know how to say this or, or when people say, I don't know how to say this without sounding like a bitch. I say that all the time because I don't know how to say what I'm going to say without sounding like a bitch because it's very flat. It's mm-hmm. like, you're not doing your job. That sounds like a bitch, but that's not what I mean. I mean, you're not doing your job. Help me. So I, I love when people say that and then I can respond with, just say it. Just tell me how you, how, how you want it. And when you say it, I'm not hearing the context. I'm hearing the words. Yeah. And so like you tell me the words and I am like, okay, cool. Well, it sounded like, you know, you want to shoot me in the foot. But what you really said was, you know, this and I can process it and then I can, you know, it doesn't have to be a, a big like, I don't have the right because sometimes you can't think of the right words yeah. and the words you use we, you know, we hear and it's an automatic response to it. And so I, I like when people say that and I can sit back and be like, okay, we'll just say it. We'll, th- we'll work through it. I think the biggest thing is with relationships is we get to come from a place of I um, when, yeah. when we're having that communication. Mm-hmm. So instead of being like, you did this to me. Yeah. It's more so. I feel like. I feel mm-hmm. like or my experience is. And yeah. then you lead into it because mm-hmm. you're taking responsibility off the other person mm-hmm. and accusing them of anything mm-hmm. or attacking them of anything. Yeah. And it's, this is how I felt. This is how I perceive the situation and my experience of seeing or my experiences was um and that's a big piece of i think of communication in mm-hmm. general is that we don't like to come from the place of i we like to always say you 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 and point fingers instead of saying well this is how i feel yeah. or this is what i'm going through mm-hmm. or this is my experience so well i think that has a lot to do with like language and grammar and just like um so um probably something that I'll touch more base on, uh, if, if I'm, if I'm invited back is, um, when we tell stories, uh, the, the viewpoint of the story that we tell it in is how the humans respond to it. So, Mm -hmm. um, one example is like, um, girl goes to party, girl gets drink from guy, girl drinks drink, girl gets, you know, a pill put in it, girl gets raped. That's the girl's fault. Guy goes to party, guy puts pill and drink, guy rapes girl, um, that's the guy's fault. So it, it depends like with, with humans and with language and with grammar, it depends on how you're presenting the story mm-hmm. on how people are going to receive it. And not, and not everybody is going to receive it that way. Of course we hear the other, the girl version and you know, a lot of us are like, um, but okay, but, uh, she didn't put that in her drink and somebody else did. So, yeah. but there are a lot of people who are like, well, it was her fault for going to the party. So, but when you, when you reverse it and you make it guy went to this guy did this, then people, when they're reading it or when they were reacting to it, they had a much higher response to blame the guy when it was presented that way. Yeah. So um, I think it, it, that's with, with everything. And so whenever you say you, 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 automatically the you in that conversation, the other person is going to feel attacked and get defensive. Whereas whenever you're able to say, well, I, 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 it kind of gives them a cheat because they can kind of sit back and be like, well, that's a you problem. But it also, it takes with giving them that cheat out of it, it kind of gives them a, a way of sitting back and looking at it and be like, Oh man, I'm making this person feel this way. But even with the, like the whole eye. So like, say for example, you hurt me or yeah. I felt like you hurt me. Yeah, yeah. I can be like, Hey Hannah, I felt like 
you didn't care about me because mm-hmm. I experienced um, you slapping me in the face. Mm-hmm. What did you feel? Which you've done with a brick of money. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I have slapped you with a full. I don't remember rap. how much it was, but you were like, "Hey, have you ever been slapped with this amount of money before?" And I, was I think like, it was fives. I was like, "No, it was our. It was a deposit for work." And I, I know. Was like, no, it wasn't fives. It was it was big because it was one of the big fights and we had a lot of money. And I was like, no, I don't think I have. And you were just like, Whoosh. and I was like. Yeah, I did slap you with. Yeah. How does it feel to be slapped with money? Um, It was very um kind of degrading only because I didn't get to keep the money. So uh, like, I feel like if you slapped me with it and then I got to go home with that amount, I wouldn't have gave a shit. Such a slut. I know. Well, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Money is money, man. So anywho. Uh, feet picks for sale. Uh, right? <laughs> I don't remember, but to uh, just wrap Oh, up, yeah, like, I hurt you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But just, like, saying, hey, I felt as if I was betrayed because of X, Y, and Z. Yeah. What do you feel about this? Like, yeah. to leave, to say how you felt and then open the conversation mm-hmm. up with an open-ended response or open-ended question. Yeah. How did you feel about it? Or what did you experience? Or what is your take? Mm-hmm. It allows that conversation to take place and it be more so a back and forth, a give and take mm-hmm. conversation than it just attack, attack, attack bitch, I'm done. And you turn around and walk yeah, away. Yeah. You know, in like in previous friendships too, I feel like I I've missed that mark only because the, what was being presented to me was like a lot of like, so, uh, this happened and I'm like, Oh wow, that sucks. But they wanted a different response mm-hmm. from me. And I think had the, had the situation been presented a little bit differently, like, man, this happened to me and I feel really this, this, and this 100%, but not like, I don't know how to explain it the best way, but like if, if you're wanting a response from somebody, you have to, you have to think about how you're presenting it to them. You know, like you have to, because if you just present it as like, man, today sucked, like, okay, yeah, today sucked. Like, or, or, you know, you might get the occasional of, Oh, what happened? And then you tell them and they're like, I mean, that wasn't that bad, but it's like, I don't know. I think we, we we get to focus on how we communicate with one another. When our language is the biggest form of communication, whether we're speaking it, typing it, texting it, Facebooking it, whatever, we, we, we really forget how, like how that we have to, I can't talk now that I'm talking about talking cohesively. Uh, But like, you have to, you have to remember how you're saying things and how people are going to respond to them. And and, and that goes with everything, not just friendships, romantic relationships. It goes with everything. Absolutely. I think that that's a lesson in itself. And with that being said, we're going to go ahead and wrap up episode two. Yeah. So uh, it's been a pleasure. Uh, My cats were on a whole nother level today. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Uh, But uh, if you want to follow Josh, which I definitely recommend, I think that you should. He's on Instagram on I at I'm sorry, on Instagram at I-I-A-M Joshua Phillips. And if you would like to follow Hannah Elizabeth on Instagram, she is on Instagram at Hannah Warrior Princess 17. Yeah. So tune in, um, be on the watch. There's going to be a lot more coming. Mm -hmm. And thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for being a part of the tribe. As always, light, love and light. Bye, guys. Bye.